Would you turn to Mark 11 this morning? Mark the 11th chapter and verse 22. What does it say? Have faith in God. How many think that's a good idea? Do what Jesus said. Have faith in God. The margin of my Bible says have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. Is God a faith God? Does he himself operate by faith? Yes, he does. How did he create the earth, the heavens, you and I, everything that's in it? Didn't he do it by faith and by faith-filled words? Yes, he did. You know, it's a wonderful thought to remind ourselves that he has faith in us. Yeah, we're to have faith in him, but oh, that he believes in us. He has faith in us. You know, I think about when Jesus talked to Peter and he told them, he said, all of you are going to uh, leave me this night. And he told, you know, Peter that he's going to deny him. And he said, Peter, he said, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat. He said, but I've prayed for you, boy. And when uh, you're converted, turned around, straightened out. Not if. When. Then I want you to help the other boys. Help your brethren. Now that's faith. This is before he stood out there and cursed and denied that he ever knew the Lord. Don't know who he is. This is before it all happened. Before he sinned and fell and failed, Jesus is already talking about what he's going to do after he repents and gets straightened out. Somebody say, he believes in me. The God of faith has faith in me. You know, looking back over uh, my life, you thank God for anybody and everybody that, that ever helped you, loved you, cared about you. But there are certain individuals in my life that believed in me. You can't put a price on that, can you? People who saw more in me than I saw in myself and called upon it, called for it to come out. I remember being, you know, serving with Brother Hagen, Kenneth E. Hagen, who's in heaven now. He'd call on me to do stuff. And I'd think, don't he know who I am? I mean, I'm, I don't have a bunch of experience in this. He said, come up here and do this. Come do this. Come do that. Go. He'd call me sometimes, five minutes before the service. He said, what you got on your brain besides water? <laughs> he had all these one-liners. How do you answer that? You know, it took me a long time to even figure out how to answer it. I thought, uh, uh. And while I'm going, uh, he says, uh, you want to take the service? Huh? Five minutes. I was just in time to walk over there. He said, I got something else going. You go ahead and take it today. Uh, yes, sir. Well, he wouldn't have called you if he didn't believe you could. I remember when he called, you remember when he called us to come take that meeting? 
in Jackson. Never forget that. Oh, Lord. We were wet behind the ears. He's got this uh, citywide conference, people driving in from several states away. And he said, uh, how quick can you get packed? I said, well, pretty quick. Why? He said, you and Phyllis fly, you know, get over there real quick. Won't you take the service tonight? And I'm not going to be there the rest of the time. You take the meetings. I mean, you know, filling in on a class is one thing, but now this is something else. And you could see it in the people's eyes when I walked out that night. And they finally figured out, no, I'm not introducing the service. Brother Hagin's not coming. Oh, Lord. People had driven from two states away and three. and But he believed in me. And more importantly, the God who was leading him believed in me and if you get to thinking on that and listening to that it'll help you to believe in yourself somebody say God believes in me he has faith in me if he believes in you he's not foolish he knows what's right and what's not if he believes in you you should believe in you too say it out loud I believe in him he believes in me I have faith in him. He has faith in me. Isn't this wonderful? Glory be to God. Have faith in God. He has faith in you. He went on to say in verse 23, Whoever will say to the mountain, Be removed, be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, we see two sides of faith here, not the only two sides, but two sides of releasing and operating in faith. Here he's talking about mountains in your life. And this is not prayer. Verse 23 is not prayer. You're not talking to God. He didn't say whoever would talk to God and say, God, make the mountain move, make the mountain go away. No, whoever will talk to the mountain. Can you use your faith to speak against, to remove problems, even mountain-sized problems in your life? And so many have not seen and done what Jesus said. They're still begging God. Please move the mountain. Please make it quit. Please make it quit. He told you to stand up and speak to that thing. Speak to that mountain of debt. Speak to that mountain of sickness. Speak to that mountain of problems and say, get out of here. In Jesus' name, be removed out of my life. What happens when you resist the devil? The Bible said he'll flee from you. But then verse 24, and this is what we've been emphasizing and looking at. Therefore, because of the faith principle, I say to you, what things soever you desire. Now, you don't desire mountains in your life. We're talking about good stuff now. Hmm? Speak against the bad stuff. Bind it up. Forbid it. Shut it down. Cast it out. Run it off. Resist it. You do it. You do it. You do it. In the name of Jesus. What about the good stuff? Well, every good gift comes from God. 
The mountainous problems are not coming from God. But the good gifts and the perfect gifts come from Him so we can pray to Him about it. But when we pray, we must believe. Not just pray to be praying, not just vain repetitions. What things soever you desire, when you pray, do what? Believe Believe something very specific. What are we to believe? When you pray, believe that you receive them. That's what you believe. Then as a result of you praying and believing that you receive them, what's going to happen? You shall have. That's the seeing it. That's the feeling it. That's experiencing it. That's the driving it. Wearing it. Moving into it. Hmm? Now, everybody's interested in that. (laughs) They're interested in the moving in part, the wearing part, the driving part, right? The counting part. But you should be interested in what makes it happen. How to get there. And how do you get there? When you pray, believe. But that's where a lot of people stop. Oh, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I don't know how many times I've had people, you know, that said, Brother Keith, you know, would you visit so-and-so and check on them? They're, they're real sick. But they got all the faith in the world. They got all kind of faith. And after talking to them for five minutes, I could tell they had no faith to be healed. Well, why do these people say they had all the faith in the world? Because they just lump all faith into one category and say, if you believe in God, then you got a lot of faith. Well, the Bible said the devils believe in God. And tremble. But it's not saving them and helping them. It's good that you believe in God. But he didn't say when you pray, believe in God. What did he say? When you pray, believe that you receive them. That's where we've fallen short. As a whole. In the church. People don't understand this. It's very simple. But the enemy has worked real hard to keep us confused about it. Because you ever get a hold of this, and you're going to receive some stuff. You ever get a hold of this and learn how to receive? You'll just keep on till you fill up every closet and garage and the jewelry boxes and all the accounts and get healed. And you, ju- you learn how to receive, you'll just keep on receiving the rest of your life. And people will see you receiving and go, how do you do that? How do you do that? You can say, let me tell you, turn to Mark 11, Mark 11, 24. (laughs) We talked about this last week. One of the big reasons that you and I are even looking at each other this morning is the man by the name of Kenneth Hagin was dying at age 16, bedfast, incurable blood disease and deformed chest cavity and organs and all that kind of stuff. And he got a hold of that first and believe he received his healing and come off off that bed and preach for 60 plus years. Influence me, influence you. Somebody say, believe you receive. receive. Makes a big difference. Believe you receive. Now what if he hadn't got a hold of that? Well, he'd probably died at age 16. That would have been the end of that. No ministry out of him. But thanks be unto God, even though it looks and feels helpless and seems impossible, you can still receive. If you believe, you receive. Say it out loud. Believe that you receive them. Close your eyes. Say it three times. Believe 
that you receive them. Say it again. Believe that you receive them. One more time. Believe that you receive them. Believe what? That you receive them. Now we said that word receive, the Greek word that's translated receive, is many other places, same word, translated take. Take. It literally means take. Believe what? That God's a good God. That's good, but that's not what he said to do. Believe that it's God's will for you to have it. That's great, but that's not what he said to believe. Believe what? Believe that God can do it. He's got the power. No, it's great, but that's not what he said. Believe what? Believe that you take it. Somebody say, believe you take it. Take what? Well, what you were desiring, what you're praying and asking for. Well, how many Christians are praying, but they're not doing that? They're praying and begging, oh, please, God, heal me. Please, God, meet my needs. Please, God, make this stop. Please, please, please. And they're praying and they're begging, but when are they believing they take it? Now, see, this is a foreign concept to much of the body of Christ. And yet, it's how we're supposed to be living every day of our life. Every day of our lives. If it's something that ought not be there, we ought to be speaking against it, commanding it to get out and go. Every day of our lives, something good that we need or desire, we ought to be believing we receive it. Speaking to it, commanding it to go, believing you receive it. This is how we're supposed to live. When the Bible says the just shall live by faith and walk by faith, that's what it's talking about. Speaking, get out. I believe I receive. I believe I take it. No, you get out of here. I believe I receive it. I believe I take it. Now you get out of here. Instead, religion has made beggars out of Christians. All they're taught to do is beg and plead, beg and plead, beg and plead, beg and plead. And if it be thy will, and you just never know. Now we laugh, but there's millions more believe that than what we're talking about today. Which is why we're on a mission. We're on a mission to not just believe this, but get this word outside of these walls and into every nation, right? Every tongue. Do our part to live it ourselves and to get it to others. Because this has changed my life. How about you? This is why you and I are looking at each other this morning. Why there is a faith life church. We believe we received. We came here to Branson, no money and no congregation. Well, how come you got a church paid for and some people in it? Well, we believe we received. We believe we received. And we kept believing we received. We believe we received money. We believe we received people. We believe we received anointing. We believe we received. Well, let's don't stop now. Let's keep on going. Let's believe we receive more and bigger. What do you think we're doing when we stand up here saying we're getting our buildings and our lands and our, what are we doing? We believe we receive. All our debts are being reduced and eliminated. What are we talking about? We believe we receive. Pay off. We believe we're getting seed and whopper chunks. What do you mean? We believe we receive seed. Somebody say, I believe I receive. 
I'm getting good at believing I receive. I'm a believer. I'm a receiver. I have faith. And my faith works. Yes. Whew. So, Mr. Why do y'all got to get so worked up about it? Well, you hang around and get some results like we're getting, and you'll be excited too. <laughs> Christianity is not this dull, lifeless, no fun thing that so many people are trying to do. There's nothing more exciting than real Christianity. There is no better life. There is no more exciting and more fulfilling life. So we've been talking about faith to receive. And last time we talked about receiving the word. You remember that? I want us to go further today. Let's talk about receiving the spirit. Faith to receive the spirit. Turn with me to John the seventh chapter. John chapter 7, faith to receive, faith to receive the word, and faith to receive the spirit. John chapter 7, verse uh, 37, John seven thirty-seven. in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me. And I'll give him an IV. (laughs) Why would you say that, Brother Keith? Well, what's the word he used? Drink. What is drinking? Drinking is a form of receiving. Form of receiving liquid into your body. Isn't it? I mean, we could pour water over your head. That doesn't mean you drink. We could pour water all over you. We could put you in a lake full of water. That doesn't mean you drink. You have to receive. And you'll see that's brought out specifically. He says, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Now, we're sowing the word this morning. Sow in the word, sow in the word. But you know the parable of the sower, some seed fell on hard ground that did not receive it. And the fowl of the air came and stole it away. It never got in the ground, so it never put root down or pushed up and brought fruit upward. Never did. And so there can be the washing of the water of the word. There can be the flowing of the spirit. There can be the sowing of the word. But uh, can we make somebody receive? Can I make you receive? Cannot. Should not try. All I can do is ring the bell and go, here it is. Come and get it. I can pour. I can serve. I can even put it in the spoon and bring it to your nose. (laughs) But that's as far as I can go. That's as far as anybody can go. God has set it up this way. And aren't you thankful that he has? That nobody can make us believe something we don't want to believe. Nobody can make us receive something spiritually 
we don't want to receive. We should understand that and we should not try to force people. Because God doesn't. But if we're smart, we'll be very receptive. When it comes to anything God has to say. Or anything he's ministering to us. And offering to us. And giving to us. He said if you're thirsty. Come to me and drink. He that believes on me. As the scripture has said. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now stop right there. Back up a couple of chapters. To the fourth chapter. The fourth chapter, Jesus is talking to this woman at the well, this Samaritan woman. And they're talking about water too. But in a different way. He said, verse uh, 10, he said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that says to you, give me to drink, you would have asked of him, he would have given you living water. Somebody say living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. From whence then are you going to get this living water? See, she still thinks he's talking about natural water. And living water described a fountain or a spring as opposed to a pool that has no inlet or outlet that's just sitting there and could get stagnant. Living water is running water, flowing water, spring water. She said, where are you going to get this running water, this living, this spring water? Are you greater than our father Jacob that gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, whoever drinks of this water shall thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The language is very important. Said this is going to be in him. Somebody say in him. In him. him. And then he said well of water. Well of water. Springing up. Now look at John 7 again in contrast. And see that he's not talking about the same thing. In John 7. This is different. John 7 and 37. He said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believes on me. Now, let's just stop right here. This is somebody that believes on him. He, in chapter 4, he's talking to somebody that does not yet believe on him. But that is hungry for God and in need of salvation. Here he says, he that believes. This is somebody that already believes on him. As the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Is there any difference between a well and a river? Now there's water in both of them. But there's a difference between a well and a river. Isn't he talking about the Holy Spirit? Keep reading. Out of his belly. Will flow. Go back to the fourth chapter. Let's keep going back and forth here. He said, verse 14, the water that I give him will be in him. Somebody say, in him. In him. him. A well of water springing up 
into everlasting life. So this is in him. And this is water. But its operation is described as a well. Chapter 7 again. He said, he that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spoke he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. Somebody say receive. Receive. What are we talking about today, this morning? Receiving the Spirit. Faith to receive the Spirit Last week we talked about faith to receive the Word. Faith to receive the Spirit. He said, verse 38, He that believes on me, this is a believer, as the Scripture said, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him, these people that already believe on him, should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Has he been glorified? Yes. Yes. Has the Spirit been given? Yes. Yes. Those that believe on him, should they receive the Spirit? Should they experience this rivers, rivers of water flowing out of them? Somebody say, well of water. water. Rivers of water. water. Two different experiences. Both of them water. Water representing the Holy Ghost. Go to Acts 19. Acts chapter 19. Anybody in here believe in the Holy Spirit? Is he real? He is real. He is wonderful. He is God. He is God. In Acts 19, I want you to notice this first and second verse. It's talking about Paul. Well, it's first, it says Apollos was at Corinth. Paul passed through the upper coast. He came to Ephesus and he found certain disciples. He found who? Disciples. Is this talking about believers? Yeah, you're going to see in just a moment further, obviously believers, people who have been born again. And he said to them, verse 2, what did he say? Have you what? Prayed for the Holy Ghost. No. Tarried for the Holy Ghost. No. What? <laughs> now, you, I'm going to keep on repeating these kind of things. And don't let it get old to you because it's going to get in your spirit. And I'm so excited about it because instead of just having a church full of church goers, we're going to have a church full of receivers. A church full of receivers. We're going to excel at receiving. And this makes the Father's heart glad. He's so big. He's so great. He's so good. He just wants somebody to receive from him. And he's still got millions of his kids just begging, 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 and saying you just never know. And he's saying, would you please read my Bible? I told you to receive. Believe that you receive. Somebody say, we're getting it. We're getting it. We're We're not beggars. We're believers. 
We're receivers. Believe you take it. Believe you receive it. What did he ask them? He found certain disciples. And he said what? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? What do you mean since they believed? Well, I thought you received the Holy Ghost when you believed. I thought if any man has not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. Yeah, but there's a well of water. <laughs> and there are rivers. How many Christians that have gone to the altar and believed on Jesus and received him and they know they got the Spirit of God in them, but they just feel like there's more. There's more. Just seems like there's more. Well, (laughs) there is more. Reason it seems like there's more is because there is more. How many know well of water is one thing? Rivers of water is more, much more, much more. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, we hadn't so much as heard, well, there'll be a Holy Ghost. See, and that's a problem a lot of folk have. They've heard about Jesus, but they haven't heard about the Holy Spirit. And they haven't received his fullness. Now go back with me, if you would, to Acts 1. We're going to talk about receiving the Spirit today. And we're going to receive the Spirit today. Hmm? Oh, yeah. Acts chapter 1. Have you received the Holy Spirit since? Somebody say since. Since you believe. Why would he ask them that? Now, see, there's all kind of uh, people that don't believe that what you see in the book of Acts with people being filled with the Spirit and speaking in other tongues and experiencing this power, they don't believe that's for us nowadays. Or either that or they don't believe it's for everybody. It's just for a few select ones. But I want you to read the Scriptures with an open heart and an open mind. And don't let somebody else do your thinking for you. Read the Scripture for yourself. See what it actually said. He said in Acts 1 and verse 8, Acts 1, 8, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you, upon you, upon is upon. There is the Spirit within. And there is the Spirit upon. You got the well of water within. And don't tell people that are genuinely born again they don't have the Spirit. Don't tell believers that don't speak in tongues they don't have the Spirit. Bible said in Romans, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. You got to have the Spirit of Christ to be born again. But you've got the well. Somebody say the well. You've got the well. And you can be saved. And you can love God. 
with the well. And you can go to heaven with the well. But there's more. But there's much more. These individuals have already been born again that he's talking to in the book of Acts. Haven't they? Come on, think about it now. How do you get born again? Romans 10, 9 and 10 talks about it, doesn't it? How do you get born again? You confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You believe something, you confess something. Well, nobody could believe that he'd been raised from the dead until he was. So the disciples, even though the 12 and the 70 and all the people that followed him, the disciples, they couldn't be born again while he was still alive because it was not available. And then he's talking about in John 7, something else that was not yet available, wasn't he? He said, this spoke he of the Holy Ghost. He hadn't come yet because Jesus had not yet been glorified. But had these individuals believed on him, had they believed that he'd been raised from the dead, was he their Lord? Yes. Yes. And you see the transformation that occurred in him when he was crucified. They were all scared. They were shut up. They were huddled. And he appeared to them, glory to God, and said, it's me. And he said, Thomas, put your finger in my hand. Put your hand in my side. Don't be faithless. Be believing. And they believed. And he appeared to them and hundreds of people. And then he was caught up out of their sight, glorified. Can you say amen? Amen. And he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Ghost. Didn't he? Do you suppose they did? But there's nothing said about talking in tongues. And there's nothing said about power for service. And still we have Acts 1 and 2 that happened afterwards. Since they believed. Oh, come on. Can you see this? So they are thoroughly born again. These folk that are meeting in the upper room praying. These are not heathen. These are not unbelievers. They're believers. They believe Jesus is raised from the dead. They confess him as their Lord. They are saved. They got to well. When he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Think about Jesus looking at you. (laughs) And saying, receive the Holy Spirit. What happened to them then? It wasn't the same thing that happened here. This happened afterwards. What happened to them? Well, see, friend, since Adam fell, men have come to the age of accountability and chosen wrong and died spiritually. How did God create the first man? He breathed into him the breath. Do you know the same word translated breath, translated spirit? He breathed into him the breath slash spirit of life. Man became a living being, a living soul, a living spirit. But man had died. And now is the first opportunity anybody has ever had to be born again. Oh, come on, because Jesus has paid the price, and he's raised from the dead, and they're looking at him, 
And they believe he's been raised from the dead. And he is their Lord. And he breathes on them. And said, receive. And new life comes into them. They are born again. Born again. They got the well living in them. Let me say it again. Don't tell people that don't talk in tongues that are believers they don't have the Spirit. They know better. But folks that do have the well that are born again that don't speak in tongues don't tell us that's all there is. (laughs) Don't tell us that's the end. And don't tell us it's just for a few select ones. We found out different. There is, there are the rivers, rivers. Somebody say rivers. Verse 8, you shall receive power. This is not about the new birth. This is about power. After that the Holy Ghost not has come in you, not has recreated you. After he has come Upon you and you shall be witnesses. It didn't say you'll be saved. They were already saved. You'll be what? Witnesses. witnesses. What do believers need? Believers don't need to be born again. They already are. Right. Believers don't need to be saved. They are. Yeah. What do believers need? Power. Believers need power. They need enablement. Yes. They need empowerment to be a witness. Yes. To live this life. They need power. That's why he told them after he had breathed on them, after he had spoken to them, he said, now you wait though. You wait. Don't he told them, you know, go into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized will be saved. He that believeth not will be damned. These signs will follow them that believe. You know, you'll cast out devils. You'll lay hands on the sick. Boy, they were pumped. They're excited. They're born again. They got the well. It's bubbling up. They're excited. He said, but wait, there's more. Didn't he? Didn't he? Wait. (laughs) And you got, it's sad that you got all these folk, they're getting saved and all these people going to seminary and they're excited about Jesus, but then they take off without the power. And they struggle in their own strength. And they make decisions based on their, out of their own head. The little limited intellect. They're doing everything from putting out fleeces to flipping coins. To asking mama and the neighbors what to do. Friend, thank God for the new birth. Without it, nothing else is possible. But there is more. I said there is more. There is the spirit-empowered life. Woo! Instead of trying to, you know, splash around in the well, how about getting out where the current is strong? Instead of just paddling, you know, how about getting into something that'll carry you, that'll move you, that you can flow with? I mean, the well is great. You're wet. You can satisfy your thirst, but you're not moving. You're not moving in the river. You're moving. There's a flow. There's something strong. There's something bigger than you are carrying you along. And when it's strong enough, other people that are messing around on the bank, they get swept in the current too. (laughs) Hey! We're about to have fun here this morning. Woo! Talking about faith 
to receive the Spirit. He said, you shall receive power. This is not about being born again. This is not about being saved. This is about power coming up on, not inside, upon the believer. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses. Now down to chapter 2 and let's see when the Spirit came. Jesus said, everybody that's thirsty, come to me, drink, receive. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit, that they which believe on him, who? They that believe on him should receive. Because the Holy Ghost had not yet been given. Because Jesus had not been glorified yet. But now he has. And now here he comes. Who? The Spirit is given. Acts 2. When was he given? Right here on the day of Pentecost. He came fulfilling the prophecy that had been portrayed through the feast of Pentecost. All these generations back. Read it. Relive it. When the day of Pentecost was fully come. What were they waiting on? Hmm? For all these people to get their heart right. Huh? To make reparations for their sins and their mistakes. Huh? Shave off their mustaches. and Put on longer skirts. and Huh? What were they waiting on? They were waiting on a day. I think sometimes we haven't seen this. What were they waiting on? They were waiting on the day of Pentecost, which was the time that had been prophesied that he would come. And when the day, the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, does he still come up suddenly? Can he still manifest suddenly? You can be doing one thing and all at once, whoo, he'll be doing something else now. Can he still do suddenlies? Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing, mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared to them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Not born again. They're already born again. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This was not just for them. This, and we're going to see it in just a moment, it's for everybody that'll believe. In this same chapter, just down a few verses, verse 38, Peter was preaching to him. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, because they hadn't believed yet, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You shall what? Beg, pray, cry, sweat, yell, know what? Receive. Receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise. What promise? Promise of the Spirit. That He would come is unto you and to your children 
in Bible days. That's what millions are telling us. That's what people with degrees in the seminary are telling us. It was for them. It was just for them. God was just doing a special thing to show that he was real. The promise, what promise? Well, hold your place here and go to Galatians. Hold your place here and go to Galatians. Third chapter. Galatians 3 and verse 2. He said, this only would I learn of you. Galatians 3, 2. Received ye the Spirit by the works of the law? Or by what? The hearing of faith. What's the answer to that? How'd they receive the Spirit? You do not receive the Spirit by trying to make yourself clean and good and make yourself perfect and doing all these things. You receive Him how? By faith which you get through hearing. Skip on down to verse 13. Said Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive. That we might receive. That we might receive. The promise of the Spirit through faith. Now other translations bring it out a little different. And this is really the emphasis. He said Jesus Died that by our believing we could receive the spirit that God promised. That's the new century. The promised spirit. Well, it's all saying the same thing, just in different ways. What's the promise? The spirit. He promised to send the spirit. Did he? But how do you receive him? The New Living Translation says, so that we who are believers. Don't you get this? So that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. How many believers are there who've not received the Spirit since they believed? How many? Huge numbers. And they are all things. Oh, no, they wouldn't even want to fellowship with some of us. Those are tongue talkers. Tongue talkers. Holy rollers. I mean, they're an excitable bunch. It's all that yelling and carrying on and confessing. Is all that really necessary? (laughs) Well, have you received the Spirit since? Since? You believed. Read this again. Put that up again, that New Living Translation. Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham. The blessing of Abraham is on us. So that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. Now go back to the book of Acts. I want us to get this established because there are all kind of people around in Branson and Springfield and Harrison and the regions round about. They tell us, no, that's not for everybody. 
That's speaking in tongues and all that Holy Ghost business. That's not for everybody. Well, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. He is for everyone. And the well is for everyone. And the rivers, the rivers are for everyone. Living a spirit-empowered life is for every believer. Living a spirit-empowered prayer life with tongues. Yes, I said tongues. Tongues. Other tongues, unknown tongues. Tongues, tongues, tongues. Are for you. (laughs) Well, I I I just don't believe that. Well, no, you don't receive it. It's the only reason you don't have it. It's because you choose not to. Well, I can't believe that. That's not a correct way of saying it. You can believe anything you choose to believe. You choose not to believe it. You choose not to receive it. And you don't want to continue going to a church after you've received the fullness of the Spirit. To have everybody and their brother tell you every other week that it's of the devil. And you ought to quit it. And you ought to get out of it. And you put your tithes and offerings in there and help them preach that error. And rob people of faith to receive the Spirit. Don't do that. Love people, but don't let people talk you out of it. And rob you of what you so desperately need. We need the fullness of the Spirit. We need talking in tongues. We need power to be a witness in our life. Don't take my word for it. Put your nose in this book. And don't come out till you get it settled. And then receive. I know from whence I speak. I was a Christian for years that did not speak in tongues. I loved God. I was thoroughly saved. But now for many more years, I've been a believer who has received the fullness of the Spirit. And for many years now, a tongue talker. And I can tell you from experience, with is better, much better. And it is for everybody. This is for everybody. Read this scripture. Don't take my word for it. Read this scripture. Acts 2, 38. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. I mean, how many believe that? What about the next part? And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, don't you try to put your own version of what he's talking about. This is Acts 2. (laughs) They just received the Holy Ghost. Keep it in context of what just happened. What just happened? He came on them. They were all filled. And they spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. What did he say? For this promise. The promise. What promise? We just got through reading in Galatians. The promise of the Spirit. The promised Spirit. The promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off as many as the Lord our God shall call. Who's it for? You, your kids, people that's close, people that's far away, everybody that God calls. Everybody.
that hears the call and answers the call. Everybody that believes on him and receives him. The promise, the promised spirit belongs to you. But that's not where it ends. You must receive him. How many know Jesus belongs to everybody? Hmm? The new birth belongs to everybody. Being born again, being cleansed, being set free, being saved belongs to everybody. But that's not the end of it. They must receive him. And the Holy Spirit belongs to all believers, the fullness of him, the rivers of living water. But you must receive him. Now go, you're in the book of Acts. Just go over another page or so here. To the 8th chapter. Acts 8. 5. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. He's an evangelist. The people with one accord gave heed to those things which Philip spoke. Hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. Many taken with pauses and that were lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. Verse 12. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Let's stop right there. Are they saved? They've heard the gospel. They heard about Jesus. They believed on him. They've been baptized in water. Are they saved? If they're not, there are whole denominations that are lost. The answer is yes. They are saved. But now keep reading. But wait. There's more. He said. Verse 14. When the apostles which were at Jerusalem. Heard that Samaria had what? That's what we're talking about last week. They had received. The word of God. They sent to them Peter and John. Who when they were come down. Prayed for them. That they might be born again. No, that they might receive the Holy Ghost, for as yet he was not in any of them. No, it didn't say that. He was what? Fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And they laid their hands on them, and they cried, and begged, and tarried. No, they what? They received. Right then and there. The Holy Ghost. These people are already born again. Already baptized. Do people already born again and baptized in water need to receive the Holy Ghost? Obviously. Now all kind of folk ignore this and try to twist it around and try to explain it away. You know why? Because they don't have the experience. They try to explain it away because it's something they haven't experienced. But no, if you believed on Jesus, you're thoroughly born again. You got the well of water. You got the Spirit of God in you, in you, in you. But how about having Him upon you? Upon you, empowering you, and yes, speaking in tongues. Now go to the 10th chapter. Just a little bit further here. 10th chapter. And you might want to be writing these down so you can help other people with this. Help them. Don't just give them your opinion and your theory or your experience. Take them to the Word. Have them read these. Right? 
Say, you know, I'm not going to tell you what to think. Read this and think for yourself. Acts 10. Peter went down to Cornelius' house. And he preached to them. And they believed on him. Verse 43. Peter's a preaching. He says to him, give all the prophets witness. Acts 10.43. That through his name, Jesus' name, whoever believes in him shall receive remission of sins. Have they heard enough to get saved right there? They've heard about Jesus. They've heard enough to believe on him. And while Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard the word. He fell on them. Somebody say on them. On them. The new birth is the work of the Spirit in you. The the, uh, Holy Ghost being filled with the Spirit in Acts 2.4 is the Holy Ghost coming upon you. The Holy Ghost fell on all of them that heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished. As many as came with Peter. Because that on the Gentiles also was poured out. The gift of the Holy Ghost out of his belly will flow. Pour out. Flow. Rivers of living water. Why did they know that they had received the Holy Ghost? Verse 46. For. Somebody say for. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Hallelujah. And then Peter answered and said, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And so they baptized all of them. You know, we don't need to get locked in to any certain way of people being born again. Somebody can be born again driving down the road in their car listening to the radio or a tape. Right there on your seat. Somebody can be born again in the seat before the altar call is given. You don't have to get up and walk the aisle to be saved. You need to confess Jesus publicly somewhere, sometime, some way. But these people, I mean, they heard the word, they got born again, and got filled with the Holy Ghost right there. Boom, boom, boom. Lord, give us some more of this. Yeah. Hallelujah. And as they were filled with the Holy Ghost, they spoke in other tongues. Wonder if you still speak in tongues when the rivers of water flow. And you yield. Glory to God. Finally in Acts 19. Let's finish up where we started out earlier. Acts 19. When he asked them in Acts 19 too. He said have you received. Received. Received the Holy Ghost. Since you believed. Oh I wish somebody had told me this. Years ago. Those of you that have been around here. You may have heard me share some of my testimony. About how I didn't receive. The Holy Ghost. I was taught to tarry. And I tarried. And I changed my hair. And I changed my clothes. And I changed everything I knew to change. And I still didn't receive. I tarried. I was taught to hold on. Turn loose. We yelled. We cried. We walked the floor. But we didn't receive. Because we were waiting on the Holy Ghost. Actually you're not. He came on the day of Pentecost. I said he came on. They were waiting on him. That's why he told them to tarry to wait. He hadn't come yet. But when the day of Pentecost was fully come. He came. And he's been here ever since. 
I thought it was humorous. You know, Brother Jesse Duplantis was here a while back, told us about his experience that he had in heaven. When he's at the throne room, you remember, he said the glory is strong. He couldn't hold his head up. And he looked and he saw Jesus and he saw the Father and he saw Jesus going in and out of the Father's glory and presence. And he turned to the angel. He said, I see the Father. I see Jesus. He said, where's the Holy Spirit? (laughs) And he said, the angel said, on the earth. He said, I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. He came. Oh, he came. He has come. He's on the earth. He's here right now, right here. And anybody that will can receive him, can yield to him, can be filled to overflowing with him, speak in tongues and have power in their life and be directed and guided and led by His direction and leading. Every day, things large and small, thanks be unto God. How many have chosen, I'm going to live the Spirit-filled life. I'm going to live the Spirit-empowered life. I'm going to live the rivers of living water life. Flowing rivers life. Somebody say glory to God. He said, have you received? Somebody say received. Have you received? Tell me again, what does it mean to believe you receive? Believe you take. Now you can't take something from God that's not given to you. But he has been given to us. We're not trying to rend something out of the hand of God. He doesn't want us to have. If he didn't want us to have him, he wouldn't have sent him. But he's here. And it's up to us to receive. Have you received the Holy Ghost since, since, since you believed? They said, we've not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And look down in verse uh, 5. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, and Paul laid his hands on them. So it's scriptural to lay hands on people to be filled with the Holy Ghost, even believers, to be filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost did what? Not in them came on them and they spake with tongues and they prophesied. Speaking with tongues is for every believer. Prophesying is for every believer. Now when you say that, some folks think, oh, I know that's wrong. Now, prophesying is not just predicting the future. Prophesying is speaking by inspiration to exhortation, encouragement, edification, building up. And comfort. Every believer should have that. How do you speak in tongues? I know that's a thing I stumbled over. For years. I tarried and prayed and begged God. And did not receive. Because I didn't understand. That you receive by faith. I didn't understand. That you speak in tongues by faith. How do you speak in tongues? By faith. What does that mean? It means not by your head. Well, Brother Keith, do you hear words? No. No, it's not about hearing words. Well, the Holy Ghost just takes you over and speaks through you. Nope. It's my spirit speaking. But he's the one that gives the utterance. Then how do you know what to say? You don't. (laughs) Well, if you don't know what to say, how can you say anything? By faith. By faith. You believe, you receive the utterance. Right? 
You believe as you open your mouth. You believe he's going to give you the utterance. And even though you're not saying it every breath, you're going, I believe I receive. I believe I receive. I believe I receive. I take my utterance. I take my utterance and you speak it out and you speak it out. And the reason why people don't receive is because they're just waiting. Like a knot on a log, just standing waiting. Well, God, if you want me to have it, then just give it to me. He already has. He already does. He already did. He already has. Well, if you hear me talking in tongues, it won't be me. Well, then it'll never be you. Because he's not going to make you. You got to believe you receive. And then you got to step out by faith. Anybody besides me agree with this? You, huh? You got to step out by faith and speak. Stand up on your feet. We're going to do this right now. Right now. We're going to believe we receive. We're going to believe that we receive. Thanks be unto God who has given us the wonderful Holy Spirit. We're going to believe we receive right now. If you're in this place today or you're watching by uh, internet or you're watching by TV, it's scriptural to lay hands on people, but we can't lay hands on you. You're, you know, 3,000 miles away or whatever the case might be, but there is no distance in the Spirit. That's just one way to receive. Did you notice that bunch Peter was preaching to? They didn't lay hands on them. Did you notice that? The Spirit of God just fell on them. Fell on them. They believed on Jesus. We had a testimony of a while back. A guy was sitting at a cyber cafe. You know, out on some little tables. I don't know where, but among other people. And he was watching the broadcast on the internet. Got filled with the Holy Ghost. Started speaking in tongues right there. In the cyber cafe. I mean, this is on the other side of the world. Well, right here, right now. If you, maybe you're a believer and you've had this well, but you haven't experienced the rivers. It's time for you right now, right here to believe and to receive. Everybody watching by internet. Everybody watching by TV. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to lift your hands up right now. Everybody. 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 Say it out loud, Father God. I believe in you. I believe on your son Jesus that he died on the cross, paid the full price for all my sins. I believe you've raised him from the dead. I believe I've received Jesus as my Lord. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Within me, the well of living water springing up unto everlasting life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for the promise of the Spirit. Out of my belly would flow rivers, rivers. Rivers of living water. I ask you to fill me to overflowing with your precious Holy Spirit. Let the rivers flow up in me. I believe I receive. I believe I receive. 
the fullness of the Holy Spirit. I believe I receive the anointing and the utterance for new tongues. And by faith, I speak. Don't think, speak. Don't speak in your known language. Speak by faith. Speak out loud. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the anointing. Receive utterance. Of la manga bala blemen oto polo oso. Ev le mangba akaba. Ev la manga apakapa. Ev la mamba oto oto. Ev le mando opo ocho. Aflaba do opo osito. Aflaba me a me a me a me o bo o pa asalo oflobo opolo kobolo shote o se la balo koso so deo lo deo la bara di jeda ambale sendi bemero broso so de lift up your voice speak in a new tongue by faith yield and receive Amen and on the soul, man in gold, the mala bread, man of Valeo. Ele masore Babylon don't say. Amen and Dore Mengasalamanando. Over the mirror, Bosso so day. Ele vanamelason dobaroje. Balamarum brose. Balamana brose. Balamana brose, balacase, valadoso. Hallelujah. Oh, everybody say, I believe I receive the Holy Spirit. I believe I receive rivers of living water. I believe I receive power. Power to be a witness for Jesus. I believe. I receive anointing. Anointing to be led. To be directed. I believe I receive utterance to speak in new tongues. Now speak some more. Step out by faith. Speak by faith. Mande bacoso. 
offre bosse e balenate offre le besso che lo besso che lo besso in your office in your bedroom speak out right now don't don't think speak in your living room the whole family start speaking not in English speak out don't be silent don't be silent yield to the spirit speak out by faith don't be afraid speak out don't be afraid to make a mistake the mistake is to not speak this ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.